And welcome, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you are well. Uh, coming to you on Tuesday, August 6th. Got a big show. Once again, a big show. We got newsmakers. Look, this is where you have to go. If you want newsmakers, we're here. If you want New York pizza, sorry, we're not your place. Uh, not that you could order it on a podcast. Though I'm assuming there are podcasts where you can order pizza. Uh, I'll have to definitely find one of those, FYI. Um, but today on the big show, uh, we've got two big interviews. Brian Morgenstern, he is the Deputy White House press secretary. Um, I was going to say for the White House. That's hilarious. Uh, The deputy White House press secretary will be here to talk about President Trump and COVID. And you know, there's all these uh, uh, news stories out there that the White House is a cesspool, that this is horrible, that it's like, you know, a big scene from the blob and that, uh, you know, everybody's running for their lives because of COVID. Brian Morgenstern says, give me a break. Uh, that these reporters better check their sources because that is not happening. So we're going to kind of get the lowdown from him today. Also on the big show, uh, ABC News political director Rick Klein will be here to break down polling and the elections and Biden versus Trump and all that. So we've got quite a big show for you on tap today. Once again, these these interviews that I'm bringing to you here on the Pod's Honest Truth are part of uh, the show that we do every day, Monday through Friday, on Real America's Voice called The Water Cooler. We are a Just the News show on on Real America's Voice. The other show uh, up right now is Carrie Sheffield's show called Just the News AM that airs 9 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday. So check her out. Check me out. Uh, Don't check the pizza out because you won't get that here. But what you will get is big newsmaker interviews. And Brian Morgenstern is next on The Pod's Honest Truth. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And welcome back, everybody, to the Pods Honest Truth with David Brody. Time now for our interview that we did on the water cooler today with Brian Morgenstern. He is the White House Deputy Press Secretary. So you know Kaylee McEnany, of course, has tested positive for COVID. She is the White House Press Secretary. Alyssa Farah is also a Deputy Press Secretary there. And, and so is Brian Morgenstern. And that's who we talked to on the water cooler today about what is going on inside the West Wing when it comes to COVID. He gives us the lowdown here on the Pods Honest Truth. Brian, hey, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Great to be with you. Happy to do it. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about the latest with the president. We heard from the doctors. What can you tell us about the president today uh, in the West Wing? The president is doing extremely well, to quote Dr. Conley. Uh, looking symptom-free. His oxygen levels are great. Uh, I got to tell you, David, I mean, he's about twice my age, and he's got 10 times my energy. So we cannot keep him down. He has been working hard throughout uh, from Walter Reed. He did a national security call over the weekend. He signed a number of proclamations and other documents. He's back at the White House now. We're thrilled to have him. Uh, We have excellent safety precautions 
precautions in place to keep him and the staff all, of course, uh, fully functioning, but in a safe way. And he's going to continue to lead our country. And that video is a great example of it, just telling people there's no reason to live in fear. We can reopen our country. We can do it in a safe way because we know more about this virus today than we ever have before. And we know how to treat it. And that's because of Operation Warp Speed and the president's leadership. We've gotten treatments to market faster than ever before. We're going to have a vaccine probably about five times faster than any other vaccine in history. And it's because we've spared no effort and no expense. And now we're seeing the president himself benefit from the leadership that he's provided because he's getting the same treatments that many patients across this country are receiving. That includes dexamethasone, that includes remdesivir, these uh, the steroids and the antiviral drugs that are helping him recover so quickly and get right back to work for the American people. So he's a great symbol and a great leader, uh, and we're all seeing that in real time. Brian, help me a little bit with the safety precautions. Forgive me if I don't want to take my cue from the, uh, quote, mainstream media out there that has all different reports as to how he's working at the White House today. G give us, I mean, look, I'm going to go straight to the source. What, what are some of the safety precautions? Will he be in the Oval Office? Will he be in the diplomatic reception room or just in the residence? How will this work exactly? So uh, he's been working from the residence, uh, and we have a good, safe setup for him there. We are looking at other uh, options, whether it be the Oval or another room uh, in the mansion. We're exploring options. We're looking at ways uh, to both logistically make sure that he is able to fully carry out his duties, that we are able to have appropriate medical precautions, like people being able to stand back six feet from him, things like that. We're looking at proximity uh, to the doctor's office. So we're making sure he's monitored 24-7 by some of the best doctors in the world. And there's appropriate PPE as well for both the residence staff and for the White House staff. Uh, if we need to see him, we need to talk to him, we'll do so in an appropriate, safe way. We'll stand back, we'll have our, our masks, we'll have our, uh, our goggles, whatever we may need. We're following the advice of the medical experts so that we can engage with him yeah. in a safe way and make sure that we're supporting him however he needs. Tell me a little bit about Kaylee McEnany. Obviously, she's in quarantine now. She's she's sure. tweeting. <laughs> so uh, give me a sense of what you know yeah. about how she's doing. And uh, I know there are a lot of people uh, concerned about her as well. Sure, sure. So Kaylee's doing great. I just talked to her a little while ago. I'm sure I will talk to her a number of times over the course of the day. And she's symptom-free. She feels terrific. She is working very hard. She's doing interviews. She's speaking with reporters. She's uh, speaking with, of course, all the senior staff at the White House, staying abreast of all of our activities. And she's continuing to lead our office. And she will never miss a beat either. She's doing just fine. She's going to quarantine at the advice of the medical experts for as long as she needs to do that, but she's remaining fully engaged. She's on the phone. She's doing video conferences. She's doing all the things that, by the way, David, people all across our country have been doing for months. We know how to deal with this in a safe way. We know how people can engage in their uh, workplace if they need to do so remotely. We know people can uh, you know, engage in other ways. She's doing the same thing just like a lot of working moms across the country, and she's setting a terrific example. You know, Brian, I know the criticism, as you might imagine, is that at the front door of the West Wing will have a lot of people on Monday morning quarterback saying either I told you so or, hey, not many folks were wearing masks in the West Wing. What's, what's the response to some of that criticism that's, that's out there? 
Yeah, David, I mean, the, the, the response is that we've known how to deal with this for a long time. We've had other positive cases, and when that happens, uh, we identify, you know, the White House Medical Unit does a great job contact tracing, letting people know uh, you may have been in contact, so either you should quarantine or if you're not able to, uh, you know, if you should continue to get your tests. And as long as you're testing negative, uh, if you need to be in the office, you can do that. But you have to wear your mask. You have to sanitize. You have to keep your distance. Uh, basically, we're following the advice that we've giving, been giving to all Americans for a number of months now. Uh, and we're responding. Look, circumstances changed. We had a positive case with Kaylee and some others. So we're responding. We're doing our distancing. We're wearing our masks and we're continuing to get our tests but we're carrying on our duties and some of the the stories david i've seen people saying we're freaking out or we're stressing out nothing could be further from the truth we are doing exactly what we've been trained to do for a number of months and we're carrying on our duties calmly deliberately supporting the president and the american people you know, it's interesting you say that because I was just about to quote you something from ABC News. This is—it seems like the media feeds off of drama. I mean, you know, this is what sells. I get it. This is what ABC News said: "Quote a full-blown freakout. Anxiety grows in the administration as an increasing number of staffers test positive for COVID." Um, I want to give you a chance to respond to what ABC News and others are saying about what's happening inside the West Wing. Yeah, I mean, it's untethered from reality. I don't know who the anonymous sources are, but uh, they're not good ones. They should get new ones because I'm in the West Wing. I'm working with a number of our senior staff on a you know minute-to-minute -minute basis. We are all engaged. We are inspired by the president's resilience and his strong leadership, and we are all doing what we need to do to continue to lead the country through this, to get, uh, you know, to keep Operation Warp Speed working. So so that we have more treatments and vaccines coming to market so that we can get our country open safely so that hopefully we can make a deal on further stimulus to support people who may be uh, affected through no fault of their own. We're doing the work of the people with good humor, collegiality, just as we do every single day. So I, I guess my response in, in short, David, is I have no idea what they're talking about. We're doing fine and we're working hard. I understand there's uh, the, the, the rule of or the you have to govern, obviously, and then there's the campaign. And I know you can't talk too much about the campaign, but what about this president? And what's your expectation in terms of him wanting to I, I have to imagine he's itching to get out outside and start to, especially if he's feeling better again, start to campaign and do a few other things outside this building. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he can't wait. He loves engaging with people. He loves speaking to the public. He loves, of course, his rallies. And he loves debating. Uh, so he is very enthusiastic about doing that. We have no medical reason to believe that he cannot do that. It should be, uh, we're hoping, a matter of days, not weeks. I mean, we all know the course of the virus and how long it takes. So we're hoping right. that he will be in a position very soon where he will not be a contagious or infectious patient. He is uh, symptom-free as of today, so we hope that'll maintain, and we hope that in the coming days he'll be in a position to keep going out, visiting with the people, speaking to them, sharing his thoughts, and ultimately debating Joe Biden uh, as well as scheduled. Brian, I got less than a minute, about 30 seconds or so. Uh, the media's in a, in a, well, actually I say 30 seconds or so, so you know what, I tell you what, it'll take too long to answer the question, but we'll ask it next time that you're on. I really appreciate you coming on, Brian. I'll save it for the next time, I promise. Okay, you bet. I'll be back to join you. Thanks for having me.
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's Brian Morgenstern here on the Pod's Honest Truth, uh, a guest on the water cooler today, uh, the big show that we have Monday through Friday on Real America's Voice. Uh, now up uh, for us in the podcast lineup, if you will, ABC News political director Rick Klein. I've known Rick for a long time. Really good, astute political analysis. And I wanted to get his take on the, the polling that we've seen that shows Biden up by double digits nationally and also about the contours of the election now that Donald Trump has COVID and what that means for him in a positive or negative way. Here's Rick Klein. Rick, hey, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Great to be with you, David. All right, so we're going to get to the debate in a moment. But first, what about the political, political, excuse me, the potential political, you try saying potential political, potential political impact uh, regarding President Trump and COVID. I mean, this could go horribly wrong for him electorally, or, or who knows with Trump, maybe, maybe this will help him. But I, I'm not sure if I see that. What do you think? Well, look, I, he has pinned so much of his campaign on the idea that uh, that he bested COVID, that he brought the country uh, out of this pandemic, that was able to you know mi- minimize the impact of this uh, of a horrible disease. Uh, now he he faces the the real problem where um, he's not able to demonstrate that he was able to keep himself safe through this, and, and that's I think where you see a political drag. And I think more broadly, Joe Biden wants to be talking to, about the president's response to COVID nineteen uh, that has been viewed largely by the public as. Uh, uh, is not a good thing for President Trump. So as long as that issue set remains, uh, I agree with you, David. It's hard to see how it's good for President Trump, but uh, we've seen him bounce back from quite a lot in his political career. You know, uh, Joe Biden put out on Twitter, his, his campaign team put out something along the lines of masks first, no masks. You know, this idea of, you know, there was Donald Trump with the uh, symbolic, I'm taking the mask off and I'm back at the White House. And then, of course, Joe Biden's team shows Biden putting his mask on. To me, that is pretty much symbolic, uh, politically and otherwise, of exactly where these two candidates and campaigns stand. Would you not agree? I, I think so. And I think it's important, not just politically, but also culturally. And I think. Both candidates recognize the power of the mask in this moment. And I think, frankly, for this moment, for President Trump, uh, he wants to look tough. Um, he has mocked Joe Biden as recently as the debate last week for wearing a mask. He'd rather not have that image out there. Uh, and he's made clear that even with his diagnosis, he doesn't like that image out there. Joe Biden is trying to turn that around and say, look, you know, forget this macho thing. This is about patriotism. This is about personal responsibility. The polling would show that most of the country is with Joe Biden on this. Uh, but Donald Trump's always had that preternatural connection with his base. And um, he's responding, I think, to a lot of folks that, that, that view it as a question of personal responsibility, that might believe the COVID-19 threat to be overblown, that believe that um, there's been overreactions to it in terms of shutting down the economy. It might be hard to square with 200,000 plus people dead. And now an outbreak in the White House itself, um, almost a script that couldn't write, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't get sold in Hollywood, David. But I, at this moment, that's where Joe Biden sees this campaign landing. 
Let's talk about that for a second, Rick, because what is the best case scenario here for the president, uh, politically at least? I mean, it seems to me uh, that, it, you know, there, there could be a school of thought here that, you know what, uh, he, he beat COVID and uh, he's got the pulse of the country because you know that as much as, you know, we have 200,000 plus people that have died of COVID, at the same time, we have a restless country, a country that wants to get back to normal. And I wonder if he's not potentially subliminally or otherwise, trying to tap into some of that. He may be reading the pulse of the country, even though the polls might not suggest that. Uh, Trump has always had this spidey sense uh, to, to, to be able to kind of channel a little bit of what the public may be feeling underneath. Yeah, I think the big question, David, is it, it, to me, there's not a question that his base loves this and that that image of him taking the helicopter home to the White House and walking up to the Truman bal balcony and giving that thumbs up and the, and, and the grin and that uh, the long pause for the cameras as he looked out over Washington, uh, his base eats that up. You know, but that's probably a third of the country. Um, does that get you uh, a larger vote share when he's been lagging in the low 40s nationally and not much better in battleground states? That remains to be seen. He needs to be making up ground now against Joe Biden. And I haven't seen any evidence of that yet. We'll see when there's new rounds of polling whether he's able to do that. Uh, but he has consistently tried to make Joe Biden the candidate of shutdowns and uh, pessimism, and he has tried to peddle optimism. Uh, the question is whether that works in this environment and whether the country is ready for it. Regardless of his diagnosis, I feel like a lot of the campaign was saring on that about whether they wanted, um, you know, the, the, it was the president calls himself a cheerleader in chief or Joe Biden, who says, look, I'm going to align myself with science, including the, the officials inside the Trump administration who say this is an active threat and that there are basic steps you have to take around mask and social distancing to try, try to mitigate it. Yeah. Tell me about the polls, Rick. You guys do polling over there. Uh, and I don't want to talk specifically about this NBC News Wall Street Journal poll that just came out that was plus 14 uh, for Biden. But overall, when it comes to polling, I mean, I looked inside the methodology of that poll. And I mean, if you take Democrats, those that are strong Democrat or lean Democrat, uh, you've got a plus nine differential there uh, as it relates to Democrats versus Republicans in that poll uh, compared to plus three that it was 36, 33 percent Democrats over Republicans in 2016. I wonder if the polling is missing something here. I mean, a plus nine differential, I don't want to get necessarily into that poll. But my point is, is that it does seem Democrats might be a little bit oversampled. And what about college education as well? You know, national polling is different than state polling. We've invested a lot of resources, as have many other news organizations, in, in very high quality state polling. We've done that for the first time with our partners in Washington Post and in the New York Times. A lot of others have been doing that. And uh, they've been pointing in a, in a consistent direction. In terms of the national polling, you know, I'm very confident in the methodology that we use at ABC Post. Um, we try to get the best sense of where the country is in terms of the, the partisan breakdown. Um, we try to break it down by likely voters. You can be very conservative. You know, uh, clearly that's how polling works. You can change a lot of things in the methodology and get different results. I believe on the balance, though, that the, the national polling is solid and as solid as it can be. Does that mean it's necessarily right? Does that mean Donald Trump's going to lose by double digits? I know, of course not. I mean, that's that's not just a lesson of 2016. That's a lesson generally that these are these are you know these aren't static things. They are uh, by their nature moving, and uh, there's a lot of developments that happen. But votes are being cast now, uh, and I, look, I, people can choose not to believe them if they like. Um, you know, I, I, to my mind, I just say, look, these are snapshots, not necessarily predictive. Um, if you don't want to believe them, that's fine. Uh, we'll see the results in in a couple of weeks. I don't know though how you can objectively look at this race and say that Donald Trump is leading. Um, I don't buy it. Um, I don't buy. I haven't seen anything public or private that suggests otherwise. Um, other than the president's Twitter feed, I have not seen a universe that suggests that he is on a track yeah. right now to win this race. 
So 30 seconds or less here, Rick. So what, what's best case scenario for Donald Trump in these polls? If every poll has showed pretty much Biden ahead, and I know the battleground states are closer, what would be the smoking gun uh, from a positive standpoint for Trump? I mean, what could be hidden or not hidden in these polls that, that people are missing? Is there, is there anything there that uh, we should be looking for on election night? Uh, look, it's always possible that, uh, that, that there's a there's a, a base baked in uh, across the board issue in terms of reaching people, whether they're shy Trump voters or they're lying to pollsters. It would have to happen on a monumental scale for the, the, the polls to be that wrong. I think more likely, right. David, is that something changes in the dynamics of this race. I mean, this is about the phase four years ago that the Access Hollywood tape uh, came out, um, okay. as did WikiLeaks in their document dump. So a lot happens late. And that, that I think, is run. the best case for Donald Trump. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's Rick Klein here on the Pod's Honest Truth. Once again, just a reminder to watch The Water Cooler Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice. You can check Real America's Voice out at uh, or on uh, the Dish Network, Channel 219. Don't forget Pluto TV. That's the streaming free television service uh, out there. Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, all that good stuff as well. Uh, or you can go to justthenews.com as well and get it or go to Real America's Voice as well. So it's everywhere. Get the app. Don't forget the APP, the app, uh, and you'll you'll really enjoy that. Uh, looking forward to the big uh, debate with Kamala Harris and Joe, uh, I say Joe Biden, Kamala Harris uh, and Mike Pence. Hence tomorrow, there's all this talk about is there going to be plexiglass between them. Uh, you have to be honest, uh, it'd be probably good if there was plexiglass between Biden and Trump so apples and oranges wouldn't be thrown at each other. Uh, so that'll, that'll be interesting to watch. And I'm sure uh, Kamala Harris will be excited to talk about the, wait for it, the Harris administration. Uh, that, that's right. I can't wait for her to say that. No, she can't really mess that up, can she? <laughs> it's 2020. It's the election. Anything's possible. See you tomorrow on the Pod's Honest Truth.